Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, it's game day. Got an NFL game, couple of college games. I don't know how fired up you are about Broncos and Chiefs, but it's football. You can bet on it. Um, Pretty big spread, 10 and a half. Sean Payton and the Broncos are not good. The Chiefs, well, they've been good. How good are they? I don't know. They just know how to win, even when they play poorly, uh, which is a credit to a phenomenal team and coach and leadership, right? Um, I don't kind of look at the Chiefs as invincible, though. Do you? Jason, I don't see him as that. No, I mean, they, they've got a lot of holes, but I like the way that they, the running back by committee yeah, looks to work perfectly for them because Clyde edwards Elair that didn't work out, you know, whenever they have. First they, round pick. They, yeah, they really haven't had a strong running back since, like strong number one since like what, Kareem Hunt? Fair enough. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But I, yeah, I think, I think they're excellent. I just don't think they're bulletproof. But yeah, I mean. The only game they've lost they're, this they're, season. They're so well run. Okay, they're a, they're a line, you know, ownership, GM, head coach, right, quarterback, and then Spagnola, DC. I mean, j- driving the Giants to Super Bowls. You know, he he's there. They may not be great on defense, but man, in the postseason, he's freaky. You know, so they've they've got a lot of good things going on, um, and they got Chris Jones. And Andy Reid's mustache. Well, you have to have that this day and age. And, and now Travis Kelsey has one too. So maybe that's where do the you, secret is. Do you is. feel like the Taylor Swift stuff's dying down? It is, but I think it was too hyped up to begin with. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of people were saying like maybe they're not even really dating or anything. But he, well, they weren't. He gained like four hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Sure, he in made like, money. Like, she made money. Like four days. She she didn't care anything about the whole thing. Got bored. I mean, superstars get bored easily. 
she's off to Milan. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. I mean, his jersey sales skyrocketed. His podcast skyrocketed. Yeah. I mean, she realized even though she's flying in and flying out, she didn't want to spend that much time in Kansas City. <laughs> right? Except for the barbecue, the pool pork. Don't they have good pool pork? So they claim. Yeah, apparently they, they say that they have the best barbecue and that it's better than, say, Memphis or other spots that are known for. Well, I think this with the pitmaster revolution and what guys can do. At, at their home or, you know, back patios, decks, all that. Um, I mean, look, we, we have enjoyed, like many people listening, amazing food from our friends and people have cooked stuff and, and brought, I mean, just 1% type stuff. Um, I would say no, but I haven't, you know, I haven't been to, yeah, I've been to Omaha. You know how you hear about that area, Can, uh, Kansas, City and, and Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, I've been to Omaha, right? Yeah, right. For the College World Series, I don't know how many times. Four? Maybe five. But the uh, they have some good steakhouses, but nothing like we have. So what would you say is the best, like, the state for barbecue? Best state for barbecue. Yeah. Like, would you say it's Texas? Would you say Tennessee? Mississippi? I mean, I, I bet Alabama has some good barbecue. That's a good question. I don't know what they're doing in Florida. I just think you can grill with with again, with with eggs and 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 all sorts of different, you know, grills and and styles. Now today, you can cook such a smoke and cook such amazing foods. Now, you know. Speaking of, it is National Pulled Pork Day, and we'll give a shout out to Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe. Uh, fresh smoked meats daily. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app and the zone 1059com Show is brought to you by the amazing steaks and uh, bourbon and mm, where do I want to go? Escargot. Kessel Prime in the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Have you ever had Escargot? I have. I, I haven't had it since I went on a cruise and they had like the little bowl. Good Lord, with the you cheese. ate it there? Yeah, with the cheese on top. Like out of a buffet? No, 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 no. It was like the, it was a Holland America cruise. So like what the older people go on whenever they like, they don't want to be around all the kids and everything. So it's, oh, it's nice. Like it's very. It's non-kids cruise? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So like the, the nice sit down dinner had these little, it's like a, a dish that had seven holes in it where they would put the escargot mm. and then the top was covered with cheese so you dig in with a spoon and that was phenomenal. That's the only way I've ever had it was that way. And that's the only time I've had it. But you, it was delicious. Okay, so you were on a cruise. Yes. And it wasn't a buffet. No, it was an 11-day cruise, a huge ship, very nice. and Like Carnival or something? No, it's called Holland America. Oh. Yeah, so it's like... I guess it's comparable to maybe Norwegian or something like that. Okay. So it's very, it's a, you know, it's very nice, no kids. And so the sit down, you know, they have the buffet and everything, but then they have the nice place that you make reservations for. Okay. And that's where you had that. That's where I had it. Exactly. And it was phenomenal, but I, I, I didn't have to take it out of the shell. That's another thing. I don't know if that's a normal thing. Do you normally have to take it out of the shell? Not that I know of. Okay. Not See, that I know of. That would probably if if I had to eat it like crawfish, that might <laughs> that might bum me out a little bit. Having to take a snail out of the shell. I'm all right. I'm cool. But if it's already out, thank you. 
I think this is an interesting concoction that you had of what you're claiming is escargot. It was. On this uh, Norwegian thing cruise ship. <laughs> You've never heard of Holland America? I have not. It's a great cruise line. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, according I, to according to my one trip. Okay. <laughs> and also, I were mean, you with your parents? I, yeah, I was with my grandparents, and uh, and they travel a lot, and so they took us on like a me and my family. They we all went. Where on else a, you go? We went to the Caribbean, so we went as far south as Barbados, okay. which was amazing. It was for, sure. It was around like New Year's, and then we came back up Bahamas, Saint Martin, Saint Thomas, good, uh, Saint Kitts and Nevis. Um, I mean, there was. Martinique, there was like seven places, seven, yeah, seven places in 11 days. Wow. 11 days is a lot on a cruise ship. Yeah, I couldn't do by it. By the way. I don't want to go. <laughs> so that's not my thing. It, it, it's claustrophobic. I know I, I can only be on the, I mean, I know when you make stops, you can go out. Right. And, and I very right. much understand that. Um, but I, I was just with a friend yesterday who just went on a, a, a cruise to um, Greece for nine days. And and he said, and it was very not, very high end, very nice. And he just said, uh, that's too long on a boat. Yeah, it's a, it's a long. I'm about flying in, hanging out in an area, maybe moving around. A little. I, 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 I'm okay with like a day cruise for three hours. You know what okay, I'm saying? Out like a into, ferry. You're okay with like a ferry. Out into the water, <laughs> hang out, maybe a very, very nice, cooked right in front of you lunch. A little bit of, you know, Aperol spritz, you know, Tito's and oranges, you know, Patron and or whatever. And then back, you know, in the on land. Okay. You like to, I feel like you like to have control of the situation. Like if you're, if you're on a boat, then you're kind of trapped. Yeah. I feel like that's how you feel. I did have two buddies from Spring Street Cigars in Startville. They just went on a cruise down in the Caribbean. And one of them paid another 3300 bucks to get a better room above and beyond what they paid. And the other one got a call two days before, and they asked him if he wanted to upgrade to that level for an extra three hundred dollars no way yeah he was talking about it at spring street on friday and he said he hadn't told him so because the other guy's been kind of jawing about it yeah yeah and he said so when we get down there i'm gonna and we check in we know they'll all be there but they'll go their separate ways to get in their rooms right he's gonna call him and say come down to my room and have a cocktail and he'll see that he's on the same level for three thousand dollars less. Oh, scolding hot! I know he's gonna, it. He's gonna be scolding hot. The uh, the uh, oh, speaking of smoked meats, because it's pulled pork day. Mudbugs is open Thursday through Sunday, West Government Street in Brandon, and um, they've got some delicious pulled pork. Obviously, shrimp and crab legs too. Mudbugs, West Government Street in Brandon. Football Thursday through Sunday. Mudbugs in Brandon. Bulldog Burger Caller Line 601-707-3750. Bulldog Burger. I have, what do you think about this weather? Is this football weather? Is this cooking out? 
back porch, back patio, turning on NFL and college football, maybe dropping them 20 bucks on the game, having some fun, having a little skin in the game. I mean, throw that in with your 18 parlay. Yes. And enjoying now the we're talking. weather <laughs> and cooking some good food. Yeah, well, my football coach always said when it started raining, he said, now this is football weather. So that's the that's the main thing that I did think. Did he really? Of. Yeah, every time. Well, Was he old school? Oh, yeah. They were Canton guys. Like oh, We had our, our whole coaching staff until senior year. Was all guys from Canton. They all coached under the same head coach. And they were, you know, oh, this is football weather. And it's storming outside. Right. And that those are actually some of the most fun practices. When it's muddy, you come into the locker room absolutely soaked because y'all started jumping in the in the water, sliding in the mud. That's the stuff you remember from high school football. I like it. It's football weather. I was thinking more a really good glass of Wilderness Trail bourbon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And. Some re- a lot of protein on the grill. Okay, you may have a point. And football, yeah. And and, and you got a pullover on because the weather feels good, right? It 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 feels like fall. It started to trend that way within the last week. Felt good yesterday. It did rain all day, which I think everybody was totally confused. You know, um, I drove out of Bellhaven at five thirty. I don't ever get into morning or afternoon drive, or it's very rare that I get into morning or afternoon drive, right? right There's little right. pockets around here where you can get kind of, uh, and I just, I, you know, I've been on the show in the morning for 18 years, so I've never driven around in the morning. And um, man, people can't drive. Oh. I mean, I was like, I'm just trying to drive down fortification and get on I-55. This should be pretty simple. I mean, it's not like there's a million four people in the metro area but evidently it wasn't but it wasn't too bad yeah it wasn't too bad i mean you're telling me whenever i went to go grab lunch the other day when we ate at uh or we got food from burgers blues and barbecue and i'm on the way and somebody tries to hit me and the person that i had to kind of swerve in their lane they start yelling at me <laughs> it's the lunch rush the morning rush the after we're getting close to the holidays that's when you know people are starting to lose their minds like oh. people are getting worse at driving it's slowly but surely. I think surely. you just made that up, but I like it. No, it's, it, I it's like true. It. Okay. <laughs> um, what's true is there's too many points in this game between Auburn and LSU. Mm. I'm taking them. I'm taking them. Taking the points. Almost two touchdowns, 11 points. Uh, it, actually, there could be a book that has it at 11 and a hook. I don't know. But uh, our betting discussion is powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Um, I'm taking Auburn and Hugh Freeze. Now, should they lose the game? Yeah. Uh, Will they? I don't know. Uh, Auburn can't, you know, they're not dynamic at all on offense. They can do a few things. Hugh 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 Freeze is going to be as innovative as he can, creative, try to do something. I don't know what they did during the off week. You know, maybe they got a few things. You're really just looking to get little incrementally, just small, small, small steps better. So we'll see about that. LSU's been on a heck of a run, so they got to be beat up. They've been in some physical conference games with, with you know, Ole Miss and, and Missouri. And uh, I don't know how physical the Mississippi State game was, but they did have to play it. 
uh, and Bam and uh, Auburn got a week off. I tell you something that I just saw on the Twitters. Speaking of the other SEC game of the week, uh, did you see this? I don't. Jimbo Fisher can't afford to start losing games, but A and M goes to Tennessee this weekend. They don't ever play. Hopefully, actually, with our new scheduling format, I guess they'll play every other year. Yeah. So that could be that could be cool, but. Uh, not only has Texas A&M lost seven straight road games, no Jimbo Fisher coach team has defeated a ranked opponent on the road since 2016. A&M faces number 19 Tennessee team that is coming off a bye and has the fourth longest home winning streak in the country. Wow. What is it? 12? I think it I think it's 12 games at home for Tennessee. So when you when you go over all of that, you know, Fish, no Fisher coach team has defeated a ranked opponent on the road since 2016. <laughs> How does that happen? Well, that's a good question. Um again, Jimbo's, you know, just not a good head coach. Um he has one national title, so people made him a a great football coach, and he's simply not. But man, he can't lose this weekend because this is not a this is not a super talented team. This is not ten, any anywhere close. I know it unraveled at the end last year when Hinn and Hooker got hurt and some things, but prior to that, their first maybe nine games of the year, something like that. I mean, this was a dangerous team. Oh. One of the most. Okay, and they played good football. And give Hypo credit for, for building this program back that, you know, between Philip Fulmer and others, you know, running it into the ground. Philip Fulmer and Lloyd Carr, a lot of similarities between those two at Tennessee and Michigan, right? Trying to hijack anybody else that that came in the program and, and was trying to reboot it and rebuild it. Um, But Jimbo can't afford to lose this game. I, I'm sorry, that wasn't a good way. He can't afford to lose this game because he makes ten million a year and has a lot of on his contract. He can afford it. But anything. if he wants to continue to coach at a place that gives him everything he needs to be successful, mm. can you imagine if Jimbo was at Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or Arkansas? He'd never have a shot. You wouldn't hear about him. I mean, two in barbecue, three and nine, three and nine, gone. Um, Jimbo. It is the guy that has a hundred million dollars to invest and, and can't even make three percent on his returns. That that's Jimbo Fisher, or really, when you're talking about a And M, I mean he's got access to five hundred million, a billion, a billion five, Jeez. two billion. What you know, name the, name your number as far as what a And M is willing to. If you remember when Johnny Manziel beat Alabama in 2012, they raised five hundred million in 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, it was just like. Let's all go down to the cafe and drink a cup of coffee. And I mean, what a great way, what a great place to be a fundraiser. You have to do it. People were calling. I want to give money. Wow. And now fast forward, we're 11 years later and they hadn't done anything. And he, he needs to win this game this weekend. This is a serious game for him at 2.30 CBS. Are they a good football team? Yes. But you got to be good on the road. True. You got to be good on the road. I mean, you can take advantage of home games, but you got to win 
some some games on the road, or at least one or two in your conference schedule to yeah. make it all all the magic line up. No doubt. I mean, what would you you talk about yesterday? You said if you put Lane Kiffin at Texas, he would do phenomenal things because of the money and of because of who they are. You think yeah, yeah, yeah. a coach like would. that would do the same at Texas A and M? Like a great play caller like that? Oh yeah, Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, um, Jonathan Smith at or- from Oregon State. Uh, that, well, I think Dave Clawson from. I mean, if you can win at Wake, good lord! If you oh, if you drop Jeff Brom, if you drop Jeff Brom at Texas A and M or Texas, and what if right as we were starting to buy Texas and Texas A and M. What if they don't finish like we think they should? You know, Sark has been off to a disappointing start at Texas. And Jimbo has had one good year, the COVID year. He went 9-1. and one. Yeah. Right? The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck. Go see Casey and the team at RPT and Rick's Pro Truck in Glugstadt. Tires and wheels. Bumper-to-bumper accessories, trucks, SUVs. Steve Palzolo, NFL Insider, coming up next. Man, our friend Steve Palzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. It's always another big week in the NFL. Fun week. You're betting on the games, fantasy football. The weather has changed. Now you're, you're cooking out even more. And uh, we got all our pit masters out there throwing a bunch of protein on the grill, opening a an ice-cold Stella Artois or Bush Light and enjoying some NFL football. I didn't enjoy the game on Sunday, so I turned it off because I have that right. And uh, we're going to have to talk about that here in a minute. And uh, Steve may think that the Cowboys just need to quit football. But until then, Steve joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line and Steve, um, Skyline Chili, I was just told about this by Jason. And one, it, it doesn't sound good, but, but one, is it good? And do you eat it a lot since you're in Cincinnati? No, it's, it's horrendous. That's it's what terrible. I thought. It's not chili. I don't know what it is. It is something people who grew up in Cincinnati seem to love. <laughs> and um, I go to Skyline Philly with my kids because they like spaghetti with the cheese that they put on it, which is like electric orange cheese. Ugh. But, um, you know, it's, it's fine. It's a good quick meal for the kids. Sure. I'll grab like a, some chicken tenders or something. They just, they just added chicken tenders to the menu. So that's reasonable. I'll oh. eat the chicken tenders and I'll eat the fries when I'm there. I will not touch the chili. I did try it once years ago and it's it's not good okay see when when jason described it to me i thought the same thing and it's it's something that jason would like but but jason has the palate of you know like <sighs> applebee's so yeah. you know i didn't think it sat when he described it to me before i went god that sounds it sounds like spaghettios when i was like five years old <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a step down from Applebee's, I'll say. Oh, my God. So this is a, uh, this is like a fast food chain? Yeah, you have uh, Skyline and then Gold Star, and that's what they do. It's, it's basically like a meat sauce 
that they call chili and they throw it on oh. spaghetti. Um, I had it when I was I was playing professional baseball way back in 04. I played in this area. So I tried it once back then. I have not touched it since. <laughs> so I'm, I'm almost 20 years free from, from Skyline Chili. Okay, does Chris Collinsworth claim that it's good? There's no way. No, Jeff, I mean, uh, Chris eats at, at Jeff Ruby's, you know, the high-end restaurant. Chris has his own steak at Jeff Ruby's, which is the, you know, the top steakhouse in the area here. So Chris, Chris would never go to a Skyline. Absolutely not. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been to Jeff Ruby's in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Jeff Ruby's in Lexington, Kentucky. Both are excellent places. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Ruby's is the best. Yeah, yeah those are good. Steve Palazzolo, um, and that's the opposite of the Dallas Cowboys right now, basically offense and defense. Um, so where the are 49ers, you? Sorry, the 49ers are Jeff Ruby's, and the Cowboys are Skyline. Skyline Chili. There you go. That's great. All right, thanks, Steve. We appreciate you coming on the show. Um <laughs> So, should the Cowboys quit football? I mean, wh- where do we go from here knowing that they've got uh, the L.A. Chargers Monday, and can they turn this thing around, Steve? It's, the Cowboys are going to be a tough one to, to figure out because I still think that they're a very good team. Um, but obviously, at some point, they have to show that they're a very good team against the other good teams. So, it, it could just be that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and uh, Kyle Shanahan going up against Dan Quinn, their old, you know, old uh, teammates, right? Um, coaching teammates. It might just be that the 49ers, not only are they a juggernaut, but they're also just a bad matchup for the Cowboys. That's certainly possible. And then the Cowboys, I still think they're a very good team, right? They go out there and they blow out bad teams. And I think that the Cowboys will be more competitive in the two games against the Eagles and in division matchups. But, man, we're still asking that same question. You know, hey, the Cowboys are good, and they'll probably make the playoffs, but they're missing a lot if you think they're going to, you know, go to the NFC Championship and beyond, and I think that was clearly evident on uh, Sunday night. Okay, I have a question. Why can't we just say that – okay, I I do think that they're talented. I don't think they're overly talented by any stretch. I think the media likes to hype, you know, some of their talent. And then loves to hammer them um, when they're not as good. But why can't we say that, for example, the Sanford's because you guys, I mean, y'all are the think tank for the NFL. Okay. And so y'all analyze and got all these analytics and so on. Why can't I say this, Steve, NFL insider Steve Palazzolo, that Howie Roseman, the general manager for the Philadelphia Eagles, spends 15 hours a day, at least, trying to make the Eagles better. And John Lynch tries to, uh, the general manager for the 49ers does the same thing. And I could go with the Chiefs and some other teams. And the Cowboys don't have a general manager. To me, this is simple math in a league where you're fighting for to be better by one millimeter. Why can't I frame it up that way, Steve? Uh, you can, because there's some, I mean, obviously there's some truth to that. I also, I also don't think that Dallas is, personnel moves have been disastrous, you know, and, and it's not like, it's not like Jerry and Stephen Jones are the only ones making decisions, even if they might have the final say, they do have, they do have a good group there to aid them in personnel decisions. So, you know, it, it's, it's tough to completely frame it like that, but yeah, there might be some truth to it, obviously, but look, I think, I think Dallas is, you know, I thought they made some of the right moves this offseason. I don't know why Brandon Cooks has not been 
you know, Brandon Cooks was like the guy that you could give, you could throw him in any offense with any quarterback who's going to get you 1,000 yards and be productive. And I'm not saying Dak's not that guy, but that was literally Brandon Cooks' entire career. Didn't matter who was thrown to him. Could be Davis Mills. Didn't matter. I mean, they have not, you know, gotten anything out of Brandon Cooks. You know, they tra- they traded for Stephon Gilmore. I thought it was a great move. But then Trevon Diggs gets hurt, and it kind of, you know, downplays the importance of that move. Or if you had Diggs and Gilmore out there, it'd be great. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of personnel moves that aren't really, in hindsight, bad. Um, but, you know, maybe either haven't worked out or, um, you know. So, it, you can frame it like that. That's fine. But I don't think Dallas's personnel is all that bad. All right, so Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Whose fault is it? That, so Dak da, da, da was able to feed Cole Beasley. He was able to feed Amari Cooper. And up until this year, he was able to feed CeeDee Lamb. So those are all different players stylistically, and they all had big years with Dak. Is this on Dak? Is it on McCarthy? Is it on, you know, Jerry Jones' new girlfriend? What, what are we doing? What, whose fault is I mean, it's all, I think it's always going to be a combination. You know, I, I, I still don't think we've seen a ton of Mike McCarthy's offense because they've been up or down a lot. But again, in this game, I think you see there's you know, when I, I said this before, right? McCarthy got criticized in Green Bay at the, at the very end because it was a lot of, hey, receiver, go go beat your guy, go win one on one, and Aaron Rodgers will get you the ball. And there wasn't a whole lot of scheming guys open and. And I think we started to see that the other night. You also just see this 49ers defense that's incredibly fast and flying around. And they're good, right? They've got good. They got a good pass rush. They've got two of the best, the best linebacking core in the NFL. Great secondary. They're just good. And so, yeah, I think there's a combination of of blame, right? There's not that schemed up, open uh, open throws for Dak Prescott, and also he's just not playing all that well. And um, I don't care about the interceptions. Those all came late. Like, he wasn't playing well before that other than the throw to Kamonte Turpin. So, there, it's, it's all of them, right? It's, it's all of them. It's, I know you're a Dak guy, but it can't always be Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore, and Mike McCarthy. You know, at some point in big games or, you know, when you need them, it's got to be Dak, and, you know, he, he deserves some of the blame as well. I agree. Uh, so, what does he need to do as y'all, as y'all critique his game? I think there's got to be a little more aggressiveness to the offense. I'm, I'm sometimes I, I oversimplify things. There are, there are stretches in players' careers where you see the where quarterbacks just throw the ball short overall. I'm, I'm going to be like I don't know if you saw the the reporter that was asking James Franklin at Penn State. Yeah, why don't you just chuck it deep? Why don't you just tell Drew to throw it deep? So I'm going to sound like that guy, um, which isn't really football, but. I'm going to oversimplify it. Uh, Matthew Stafford had points in his career where I think his offensive coordinators had him checking down too much and probably too conservative. Uh, Derek Carr went through stretches like this. But those guys are good quarterbacks who can get the ball down the field. Dak is a good quarterback who can get the ball down the field. I think to oversimplify things, there needs to be more aggression. There needs to be more C.D. Lamb down the field and uh, Brandon Cooks is on the field, and they have to find a way to create explosive plays and not just dink and dunk down the field. And, again, that doesn't mean just chucking it up into double coverage. It means, you know, a concerted effort from the offense to create explosives. And I know every coach is trying to do that, but you got to force it a little bit more because Stafford came out of it when he got to a system 
that, or, you know, when the system allowed him to use his arm and throw the ball down the field more. Derek Carr came out of it when they had a deep threat uh, that allowed him to throw the ball down the field or open things up down the field. Use, use Kevontae, I know Turpin got hurt, but use him more. You know, if he's got that type of deep speed, you know, the Lions do that with their number four receiver every single week, Khalif Raymond. That dude, he's open for a 50-yarder seemingly every week. Those plays can be there. You have to have that balance of C.D. Lamb is a star, but you got to have a deep threat, and you got to take those shots down the field, and you got to open things up for C.D. and let him open things up for everyone else around him. So is that is that Dak or the play calling or both? No, that's, it's both. Again, I, I think the play calling has to be more aggressive, and then the, the QB has to be more aggressive. And you got to say, look, we're going to – we're going to wait this out and, and you know, see this, uh, let, the, let, let plays develop down the field. Um, and, and, look, it's tough because I'm not, I mean, I'm not a play caller. And play calling is not just, like, call the right play. It's, it's a million different things rolled into one. It's playing to a QB's strengths. It's knowing where a QB sees the field well, where he doesn't see the field well. Um, you know, you, you can't. You can't just. I mean, we know that we know that Kyle Shanahan's good, right? You see him being good uh, yes. over and over again. But it's also tough to pinpoint. Like he just does this one thing well. Like he does a lot of things well, right? He he plays to Brock Purdy's strengths. He calls good plays that get guys open. He has good players who can get open, right? It's a lot of different things rolled up into one in San Francisco. So. It's not like this clean answer. Mike McCarthy just has to, like, call the better plays. It's, it's all of that stuff rolled into one, you know. All right. Pro Football Focus, NFL Insider, Steve Palazzolo on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Where are you with Russell Wilson now? Uh, we're five games in. Um, Sean Payton and the Broncos are not good. Um, you know, he mouthed off to Nathaniel Hackett in the Jets in the offseason. They just beat him last weekend. It looks like Sean may even have more work to do than he had in New Orleans post-Katrina. Granted, he did land Drew Brees, and Drew's shoulder was okay. So having said that, what, do, you, do you believe, hey, eventually in the next three to four to five to six weeks, this Sean Payton-Russell Wilson thing will start to gin and will get the lighter fluid going in the fire? Or Sean will eventually tell the ownership group that they're moving off Russell Wilson? I, if the Broncos defense was not historically bad, and they are historically bad, I mean, it is maybe the worst defense through five games of all time by certain measures. If that wasn't the case, we'd be talking more about Russell Wilson, not necessarily being back or being the, you know, a lead or top eight again, but just being better than last year. He's been better than last year. Last week he wasn't great, but I think we're starting to have more evidence when, when QBs go up against the Jets, whether it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, now Russ, they don't play very well against that Jets defense. So I'm not going to hold that too much against them. Russell Wilson's been better. You know, the, I think uh, athletically he looks a little bit better than he did last year. The arm looks a little bit better than it was last year. There's absolutely some lulls in the offense where, much like last year, there's like a half where they don't even move the ball very well and, uh, you know, Russ looks like he's just waiting to get sacked and not making throws. That's still there, but not nearly as often as it, as it was last year. So I think Russell Wilson looks better and looks like a guy, hey, you're stuck with this contract for the next two years. You could probably still win with him, right? He's like comebacks. He's, you know, kind of almost let a comeback last week. He's done some good stuff. Okay. Uh, they got to figure out the defense, though, because it's otherworldly 
disgusting. So you expect it's Mahomes so and the Chiefs to torch them tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's football and things change and you know, it's a division matchup and put all those caveats aside. The Chiefs offense that has not looked as good as they've been in the past, they play the Broncos two out of the next three weeks. So coming out of this, you know, there's a chance Mahomes in these two games against the Broncos in three weeks, it's like, you know, you know 700 yards in two games and eight touchdowns and no picks. Like we could have another, yeah, there could be a couple beatdowns in there because, yeah, the Chiefs offense, it's a great get-right game potentially, multiple games here against the Broncos. Unless Denver just figures it out. And, and I know it's easy to say, hey, they're historically bad. Um, other defenses in the past have been terrible through five, six, seven games, and they've at least become competent. They've at least become competitive. So uh, there's a chance that could happen. But, yeah, on paper, it looks like the Chiefs should absolutely destroy the Broncos two out of the next three weeks. Okay, which means it won't happen maybe in one of the games. Did I put enough caveats on that? Because it's NFL football, you don't know. It's a Thursday game, who knows? I know. Yeah, Jason and I were talking about that earlier, man. The NFL's different. You know, it's, I know we get blowouts, but high school and college is blowout city. This, uh, this not so much. Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com. Check it out today. Um, I mean, to say that they have great content on the site is an understatement. Okay. Let's go to the Patriots and Belichick and Robert Kraft. I don't even know if this is as much about Mac Jones, but where are we headed here? You know, I know he's got all the he's got a ton of equity and chips, but Robert Kraft is I think now over eighty years old. They got used to winning. Um, they're not good. They're getting blown out. Speaking of blowouts, you're not you're not supposed to get blown out in the NFL much, if any, right? Because of as you know the way the whole thing is set up, not like high school and college football. Where's this going? Uh, could you see a divorce at some point? Uh, will Bill just be too hard-headed and Belichick be too hard-headed and egotistical? Yeah, I've, I've talked a lot about the Patriots in various places this week. I probably need an hour to talk about it. But I think, long story short, it already looked like a year where if the Patriots went 8-9 and nine or 7-10, and 10, we'd be asking those questions. Now, all of a sudden, it's been accelerated. They feel like a 7- or 8-win team, and they're now 1-4, They've only scored 55 points, and they've just gotten beaten 72-3 to three over the last couple of weeks. So I think that whole discussion is being accelerated. Is Belichick the right guy going forward? And then the other tricky part is he's the GM and the head coach. So there's probably, you know, there's a lot of people who say, hey, be, Belichick the GM has failed Belichick the coach. And there's probably some truth to that. I don't think he's built a great team. But if you said, hey, Bill Belichick could be your head coach, I said, yeah, absolutely. He might not be – it doesn't mean he's going to win championships like he did before, but he's still a good head coach overall. And so I, I don't think there's a world where, you know, Robert Kraft comes in and is like, hey, we're going to get you a GM. You just focus on the coaching. I think it's all or nothing. And so it's going to happen at some point. It's either this year or next year that I think they move on. And it's like a whole new world in New England, and they do have a divorce. I don't know what kind of patience, you know, Robert Kraft has. You know, son Jonathan maybe taking over more of the responsibility – but um, they, to me, the, the post-Brady era for the Patriots has been they beat teams that they're supposed to beat. They lose teams that they're supposed to lose to. They're a mediocre team. But now they've actually hit rock bottom, and they're worse than that. And that could accelerate the whole transition to just something new in New England. Wow. Can you imagine if Belichick and Kraft divorce? Uh, and he's over 70. Do you think he would still try to find another gig? 
it's funny because I, I thought Pete Carroll, a couple, you know, Pete Carroll is just like a ball of energy. I'm not saying Belichick's not, but they have different personalities. But I thought Pete Carroll was done with rebuilding, and all of a sudden Seattle has this quick rebuild in their back with Geno Smith, and he's over 70 as well. You know, it's doable. It's absolutely doable. I, I, don't, I don't know about Belichick going somewhere else, though. It would have. It's not like he's going to go to the Chargers or, you know, some. It would have to be a high-profile team. Does he go back to the Giants to finish his career? I don't know. It, there's so much that goes into building a team. It, I have a feeling this would be it for Belichick, unless he wanted to play the Bill Parcells role, you know, play GM or whatever it might be. But oh, I don't know. Can this you imagine it. Steve Palazzolo having Belichick as your general manager, and you're the head coach? No. It, and, and that, you know, that's not necessarily his strength. I don't want to, you know, again, I, my, long story short, I believe my theory on it is I think Belichick's team building has been skewed by having Tom Brady because whether he made good moves or bad moves, they were pretty much in the AFC championship uh, every year. They made bad. They had the worst receiving core in the NFL, and they still made the AFC championship in 2006 and in 2013. When he made good moves, they were competing for Super Bowls. So it feels like Belichick built a similar team. And he said, oh, I've won with, you know, bad receivers before. I've won with a bad offensive line. I've won with a bad defense before. So it skews his moves because I think Tom Brady elevated everything. So now when you have Mac Jones and you don't have Tom Brady and you make the same moves you used to make, all of a sudden you're bad. You're you're mediocre team or worse. So that's where I don't – I mean, I wouldn't necessarily trust Belichick the GM over Belichick the coach. So, yeah, I don't know what that post-Patriots career might look like. When you're ranking, let's go to the Eagles and A.J. Brown from Mississippi. When you're ranking wide receivers this year, where is A.J.? First, second, third, fourth? I, I don't know where our actual grades have him, but he's always pretty much in my top five because he has those he has those games where he could take over. Now, he did it the last two weeks where it's just, hey, we're in a shootout against Washington. I'm going to be the guy that's going to um, get down the field and make a play uh, after the catch or at the catch point. So he can win multiple ways. He's a big play threat. I mean, A.J. Brown is a he's a top five receiver for me because he's a force multiplier for the offense. And, you know, in games where they need him, he creates big plays. So I don't know where our actual grades have him this year. But, yeah, I think he's still outstanding. Yeah, good grief, he is. All right, last one, Gardner Minshew. He's now going to start for a while. What are your expectations? He's been fantastic those two relief outings behind Anthony Richardson, and he just makes good decisions. He's accurate and on time, and, you know, Indy's sitting here at 3-2 and two and pretty competitive now in the AFC South. Minshew's worst game was his start against Baltimore. They still won it in overtime. He had some bad plays in there. But, yeah, I think he'll be what he is, you know, be pretty good, run the offense, and, and keep Indy competitive. I think they have a chance if it's six games. I mean, it sounds like Richardson's going to miss a while. So six, eight, ten games, whatever it might be, I think, you know, they will be a 500-ish type of team with Minshew. Okay. You like, do you, Colts at the Jaguars. Jags are a four-point favorite. You going Jags? Yeah, I, Jags seem to own Indy at home. It'll be a, a no, sorry. Yeah, it's, a, it's in Jacksonville, right? So yes. They seem to own Indy at home. So I, I there's a there's this historical precedent there that I usually don't care about, but I think matters in this case. And um, I think the Jags, should find their footing. You know, they're another team that has to be consistent week to week, but they're coming off a huge win, and I think they've got um, they've got the ability to go on a little bit of a run here. So, yeah, I like the Jags. Um, all right. Dallas stays on the West Coast. They're playing the Chargers. I've got one minute. It's minus two and a half Dallas. I don't know if they just stayed out there this week. They may have. Um, yeah. 
who do you like and why? I, I think Dallas does a great job of bouncing back. Um, this is, I think this is one of the games of the week. I like that it's Monday Night Football. Dallas has a, does a great job of bouncing back as soon as people start writing them off and yelling at them on the yelling shows. <laughs> so I think Dallas will play a good game. But I'm also ready for the Chargers to kind of like turn a corner as well and be what I expected them to be this offseason. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'll, I'll buy into Dallas bouncing back, though. Okay. On, uh, on Monday Night Football. Not having to – like the Mike McCarthy era, they have not lost two games in a row. I don't, maybe not ever, but often. They certainly haven't done it often. So I think Dallas bounces back. All right, man. Get you some uh, Skyline chili for lunch. Get ready no, for the weekend. And uh, is it raining up there? Just nice day? No, it's beautiful. It, it is. It, there's like three weeks of fall up here. We're right in the middle of it. Enjoy it, my man. 60s. All righty. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Site is loaded with good content for you for the weekend. This is week six of the NFL. Somebody questioned me yet. Cowboys at the Chargers. So they were just in the Bay Area. They're staying on the West Coast. So uh, That's not ideal, but back-to-back weeks on the West Coast, played in the Bay Area, got smoked. Now you play in L.A. against the L.A. Chargers, which I like to refer to them as the San Diego Chargers. Oh, man. 